Welcome to this month's episode of the Leader Fluent Podcast. My name is Stephen Blandino, and this month we're entering the graduation season. So in today's episode, I want to share with you seven words of wisdom for graduates. So if you're graduating, congratulations. And if you know somebody who's graduating, I want to encourage you to share today's episode with them. They'll glean some practical tips that will set them up for success in the next chapter of their lives. By the way, stick around to the end because I'm going to tell you about a free resource that is perfect for young leaders and for those who invest in young leaders. It's a great resource for anyone graduating or investing in the next generation. Well, thanks for listening to the Leader Fluent Podcast. Now let's jump into today's lesson. Graduation is always a great milestone in a person's life. And regardless of your age, it's always worth celebrating your graduation, whether it's from high school or trade school, college, grad school, or another educational pursuit. But when the celebration ends and you wake up the next morning to start a new chapter in your life, let me encourage you to take to heart a few simple words of wisdom. In fact, in this episode of Leader Fluent, I want to share seven words of wisdom that will help you thrive in this new season. Number one, put character at the top of your list. Most of us want to prove ourselves. After all, let's be honest, we want to have people take us seriously, and people tend to take us seriously when we have a solid track record of results. But I want to encourage you to be careful not to sacrifice your character on the altar of achievement and results. In other words, don't take shortcuts that ding your character. Ruth Haley Barton once said, We set young leaders up for a fall if we encourage them to envision what they can do before they consider the kind of person they should be. So what kind of person do you want to be? Work hard to cultivate character so that what you succeed at doesn't outpace who you are. Number two, graduate school, but don't graduate learning. You see, in school, they always tell you what to read. But when you graduate school, there's nobody mandating what you have to read or telling you exactly the best book to pick up. And if you're like me, even when they were telling you what to read, you didn't want to do anything with it, right? In fact, even after graduating college, reading books was on my list of least favorite things to do. But a couple years after graduating, I was in my first leadership position and I was sinking. Things were not going as planned. In fact, all of the neatly packaged answers that I had learned in college weren't answering the questions anybody was asking. And and maybe you can relate to that. That's when I recognized my need to develop a habit of reading good books. I came to realize that if I didn't develop a habit of reading, I was only going to hurt myself and my leadership. And so I did two things. First, I began reading books regularly. In fact, I I tried to read two chapters every night before I would go to bed. And second, as I read, I would highlight quotes and stories and illustrations and great concepts, great ideas in that book that I wanted to file. So what did those two habits do? Well, today, 
30 years later, that decision to read and that decision to file have led to two important outcomes in my life. First, I'm a far better leader and a far better person, hopefully, than I was 30 years ago because I've grown and much of that growth has come from the books that I've read. And second, I have hundreds of files full of great concepts, great quotes, and great stories that have made me a better communicator and a better writer. Now, I realize that reading isn't the only way to learn, but I do believe it's one of the best ways to do deep learning. And deep learning should be a lifelong goal. In fact, authors James Cousins and Barry Posner call learning the master skill. In other words, it's the skill that makes all other skills possible. Learning is the skill that opens the door to future growth and future opportunities and ultimately the person that you want to become. So today might be the day you graduate school, but the day you graduate learning should be the day you draw your last breath. Do your future a favor and be a lifelong learner. Number three, pursue the boredom of success. Now, I know that might sound strange, but, but I believe it's one of the most important things that you can do. You see, success is usually perceived as a glamorous or maybe even an adventure-filled road of glory, right? Whether it's the latest sports figure or maybe a high-end CEO or a famous actor or a thriving entrepreneur that's living her dream, success is everywhere. And because success is everywhere, it's easier than ever to forget that most overnight successes are actually 20 years in the making or maybe even longer. But we don't tend to see that. We only see the beauty of success, but never the boredom of success. So what's my point? Behind the glitz and glamour of successful people is usually a very routine and even at times very boring set of disciplines. It's, it's the everyday disciplines that make a person successful, not the 15 minutes of fame that you see on YouTube or Instagram. Let me say it another way. Riveting success is always preceded by routine boredom. In other words, before success ever shows up, there are days, weeks, months, even years of disciplined, step-by-step, methodical, vanilla, bland, routines. But these boring routines are the seeds of success. In fact, without them, success isn't even possible. And no matter which profession you choose, every dream, every job has its boring routines. Think about it. Professional golfers spend hours every day on the golf course when the cameras aren't rolling. Musicians spend countless hours practicing before a single concert ticket is ever sold. CEOs spend untold hours in long meetings making tough decisions before the bottom line ever shows a profit. And authors agonize over every chapter and go through endless rounds of edits before a single copy of their book hits the shelves. That's the boredom of success. So please hear this. It's worth it. It makes the success sweeter, and it helps us develop the character necessary to sustain the success. Boredom is part of the journey. So rather than than getting caught up in looking successful, 
pursue the boredom of success by establishing daily disciplines that will produce long-term health in key areas of your life. Number four, avoid bad attitudes. Attitude has been proven to be a, a bigger contributor often to success than skills, and that's why it's so important to avoid bad attitudes. And while there are all kinds of bad attitudes, let me just mention three of them that, that I think can be particularly disruptive to your future. The first one is an attitude of negativity. I know when I first graduated school and started in my first leadership position, I did not have the best attitude. And part of it was due to my own insecurities, and part of it was due to me not taking responsibility for how I responded to criticism and difficult circumstances. But I had to come to grips with the fact that at the end of the day, my attitude was 100% my responsibility. In other words, I may not be able to control everything that happens to me, but I can control how I respond to it. And my first response had to begin with a proper attitude. The, the second bad attitude to avoid is an attitude of arrogance. Authors James Cousins and Barry Posner said this about humility. They said, The word human and humble share a common origin. They both come from the Latin humus, meaning earth. To be human and humble is to be down to earth, both feet planted firmly on the ground. Interesting, isn't it? How as people climb the ranks in organizations, they also climb to a higher floor in the building, getting farther and farther away from the ground. It gets harder and harder to remain humble the higher up you go. As you climb the ladder to the next chapter of your life, I want to encourage you to be sure you do so with an attitude of humility. Don't be a know-it-all. Don't feel a need to tout you know, how great you are. In fact, when you're humble, not only will you learn even more, but people will actually like you in the process. The third bad attitude to avoid is an attitude of entitlement. Graduating school is a great accomplishment, but, but I want to share something that's a simple but hard truth, and that is that even after we graduate, nobody owes us anything. I know that's probably not what you want to hear on graduation day, right? But but people aren't handing out jobs like lollipops, right? You you have to prove yourself. You have to bust your butt. And, and if you have a vision for the next chapter of your life, it always comes with a price tag. And you're the only one who can pay your price tag. And I'm the only one who can pay my price tag. So avoid bad attitudes. You will go farther faster if you have a positive attitude and you avoid attitudes like negativity, arrogance, and entitlement. Number five, develop a healthy perspective of success and failure. Every one of us will have success in life and every one of us will have failures. That's a given. In fact, nobody is all success and zero failure and nobody is all failure and zero success. So here's the truth that you have to keep in mind. Don't let success go to your head and don't let failure go to your heart. Don't let success inflate your ego and don't let failure define you. It's not who you are. So as you move into a new season of life, 
you will experience both success and failure. That's just simply part of the journey. The difference maker is how you respond when success and failure come. Celebration and humility are great responses to success. And reflection and learning are great responses to failure. If those are your responses, listen, you'll navigate moments of success and you'll navigate moments of failure just fine. That's the key to developing a healthy perspective of success and failure. Number six, match your book smarts with people smarts. It's quite amazing how many people are extremely smart in school, but extremely dumb with people. They've got the book smarts, but they haven't learned how to work with people. They, they lack the emotional intelligence, the ability to build trust, and the skills to make people feel valued. So please hear this. Your book smarts might get you hired, but your inability to connect with people will get you fired. In fact, attitude issues and poor people skills are among the top reasons people lose their jobs. So to become people smart, start with three things. Number one, control your emotions. Number two, cultivate an empathetic heart. And number three, develop a listening ear. Those are just three things to get you started, but I promise they are three things that will take you a long way whenever it comes to working with people. Number seven, trust in God. Graduating school is a transition point in life where we leave the familiarity of school and step into a new job or maybe a new role or maybe even a new degree program that's going to require a higher level of discipline and hard work. And it's in transition moments like these that we have to learn to trust God more. I've often described trusting God like standing on the end of a diving board. On the edge of a diving board, you have that moment where you have to leave what you know and jump into the pool below. And the same is true whenever you graduate school, right? Graduating school is like stepping off the diving board and into the pool of the unknown. That step requires us to let go of what is and step into what could be. In fact, think about it like this. God will lead us up the high dive, if you will, and then he'll stand behind us and gently nudge us to jump. He's nudging us and prodding us and speaking and inspiring us with a bold vision to leave what we know and jump into something new. But when we look down, we can't even see the water, right? I mean, it's like a fog of doubt and uncertainty has formed between us and the pool. And for all we know, the fog could be hiding certain failure. But God keeps nudging us and calling us. He assures us that he will be with us and that he will be faithful. Here's the ironic part. The same God that is nudging us to jump is also in the water waiting for us to arrive. He's here and he's there. The question is, do we trust him? I love what Proverbs 3 verses 5 through 8 says. In the message it says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. 
He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. Run to God. Run from evil. Your body will glow with health. Your very bones will vibrate with life. Let those words get deep inside your heart as you're graduating. Trust Him from the bottom of your heart. Don't don't try to figure it all out on your own. You're not going to get answers to every question. Instead, listen for God's voice. Lean on the wisdom of God, and and, and He's going to guide you. He's going to lead you. And this promise here is that He will keep you on track. So don't don't assume that 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 you know it all, but instead pursue God, trust God, lean into him. So let's review seven words of wisdom for graduates. Number one, put character at the top of your list. Number two, graduate school, but don't graduate learning. Number three, pursue the boredom of success. Number four, avoid bad attitudes. Number five, develop a healthy perspective of success and failure. Number six, match your book smarts with people smarts. And number seven, trust in God. Hey, congratulations to all of our graduates. I'm so proud of you for reaching this milestone. And I hope the next days and years are filled with incredible opportunities and so much joy. And I hope these words today help you make the next chapter in your life wildly successful. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's lesson on seven words of wisdom for graduates. And to further help you in your journey, I'd like to offer you my free resource, The Young Leader's Guide to Building Influence. In this resource, you'll discover 10 words of wisdom for young leaders, how to lead up, and so much more. Plus, if you work with young leaders, you'll discover how to identify emerging leaders and how to coach young leaders to succeed. So you can download it today for free by clicking on the free resources tab at stephenblandino.com. Again, just go to stephenblandino.com, click on the free resources tab, and you can download my resource, The Young Leader's Guide to Building Influence. Well, if you found today's episode helpful, would you do me a favor and rate or review the podcast? Really do appreciate that. And also be sure to check out previous episodes of the Leader Fluent Podcast. Some of the topics that I've covered in the past include how to create a plan for personal growth, delegation in three simple steps, five signs of a hard worker, leading when you feel like a failure, and five parts of an effective team meeting. Those are just a few of many episodes that are available today, so I encourage you to check them out on your favorite podcasting platform. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of Leader Fluent. Stop by stephenblandino.com to learn more, and I'll see you again soon.